Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt, and it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So are you ready? Let's get this fear party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, episode six. This episode may contain adult language and content. Take care while listening. Hey, hey, Fear Boss, and welcome back to The Fear Boss Show, a show obsessed with making you braver and on a mission to help you smash comfort zones, It is February. How did that happen? Seriously, how the hell did that happen? Wasn't it just Christmas? I don't know about y'all, but I'm going to have a a vulnerable moment here. I just took down my Christmas stuff like two weeks ago. Uh, When do you take your stuff down? I write it out a little bit. I usually decorate over like Thanksgiving weekend. So we have Thanksgiving on Thursday. I'll decorate that weekend. And then I take everything down like mid-January, the 15th, the 20th. So it's not so sad when Christmas is over. So I kind of like do it in stages. My, My tree comes down, all my Santa stuff goes away, but I leave up some of my wintry looking stuff. So it's not so empty and sad feeling like right away. Anyway, I feel like I'm 85 years old talking about my Christmas decorations, but for real, I, I love me some decorations. I love me some Christmas. And um, when I am home and off the road, I love to nest. And maybe it's because I travel so much. So when I'm home, it's hard to get me out and decorating and creating a really high vibe, cozy office and home environment is certainly one of my favorite things to do. So yeah, the Christmas stuff is down. And it has been a whirlwind over here. Last week, we were filming, we began filming on a two-part video series that I cannot wait to share more about with you soon. So I was on the road the last week and a half for like 10 days straight prior to filming that video. I had five keynotes in one week. uh, So it was a whirlwind. And I love being on the road. It's so much fun. It is one of my favorite things to do, to step on stage and to deliver the content and really share the big ideas on fear and in the book. And my real favorite part about traveling and being on the road and what gives me life and energy, because it is really exhausting and draining, is you and meeting so many of you. And I know that there are a lot of new podcast listeners uh, every week, every day, every talk I give. More people jump on and join the Fear Boss family here on the podcast airwaves. So hello, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the new podcast listeners. Welcome to the OG fear bosses who've been here since episode one. And if you haven't yet left a review on the podcast, 
can I ask you to do that? Oh my God, it would help us so much. So hit subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us some stars. And even if you just say two words like Judy Rocks or I love this pod, it would mean so, so, so much to us. It's how other fear bosses like you can find our content. And it's how we tell iTunes that people like the show. So keep those subscribes and reviews coming. You guys, we read everything and it means so much. Also, if you're loving this podcast, it means you like listening to inspirational content. So maybe you'll like my audiobook. So Fears My Homeboy is my best-selling book. It's of course out on all of the things, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, airports nationwide. But we also have an audiobook version of my book, Fears My Homeboy. So if you like this podcast, I have a feeling you'll love the audiobook. I will put links for all the things in the show notes, but I always like to bring it up because if you are digging this podcast, you're going to dig my book. Okay, so it is a new month, which means we have a new theme. Last month, it was all about momentum, momentum, keeping things in forward momentum so you can get to the finish line, not just this month, but this year and every year into the future, right? A fear boss is always thinking, what does... 2032 me look like? And what am I doing today to make sure 2032 Judy is a boss and is brave and is thriving and is really staying in forward momentum personally and professionally? So we're always thinking about the future, but we're more obsessed and focused on this idea that, you know, we've got to be taking action now to make that a reality. So last month was all about momentum. And I want to keep that party going with a new theme this month because we have to be able to really show true and deep love for ourselves if we want to have the courage to keep momentum in our lives every day, every week, every month, and every year. So when I started this podcast, I decided to have monthly themes to keep me focused, and we're going to stay on the theme train. And this month, it is the month of love, fear boss. Valentine's Day is a couple of weeks away, maybe 12 days away from the date this podcast Airs. So I think there is no better theme to choose this month than the theme of love yourself. So not only is chapter one of my book titled Love Yourself, it's also the number one requirement in being a fear boss because you cannot hate yourself and be brave. I write this in my book. If you can't figure out how to love yourself first, you will never be able to make fear your homeboy. It's the number one requirement because if you don't love yourself, how can you expect anyone else to? And when you love yourself more than anything, fear doesn't stand a chance because no matter what happens, good, bad, or ugly, you know you'll be okay. And fear can't stand that. Fear hates when you love yourself because when you do, you become the boss, not fear. I mean, isn't that juicy? Just let that sink in, fear boss, right? This idea of loving yourself being fears kryptonite. I can get down with that. So here's something I want to put in front of you. And I also write about this in my book, but it's something to think about. So I do this exercise in my workshops and in some of my talks where I ask you to write down a list. I ask you to write down a list of the top 10 things that you've got going on, your top 10 
understand goals, priorities, projects, just stuff you've got going on in your life. So then I set a timer for like two minutes and I have you just get all of your thoughts on paper. And then once the timer goes off, I ask you to circle where you are on that list. Nine times out of 10, I find that when I run this exercise, you are not even on your own list. And if you are on your list, you are eighth, ninth, or 10th. So the goal of this week's podcast and the big idea today that we're going to explore is getting you closer to that number one spot. I want you to stop feeling so guilty about being first on your list. And I want you to take a cue from my boy Ludacris and get into that number one spot. Number one spot. For the number one spot. Oh, now if you don't know that song by Luda, it's called Number One Spot. It's one of my favorite old school songs by Ludacris. And by the way, has Ludacris come out with a new album in a minute? I don't know. Um, I'll have to check that out on Spotify and I'll link to that song in the show notes. Let it become your February anthem. I want you to come for that number one spot in your life because here's the deal. Who do you think is going to benefit the most from you being the best version of your yourself, from you taking care of yourself, everybody else that is on your list ahead of you, you will be a better wife, a better spouse, a better partner, a better mom, a better CEO, a better boss, a better colleague, more creative, more energized, and certainly more brave when you understand that there is so much power in loving yourself and not feeling bad about it. So in this week's episode, I'm going to share with you some of my love yourself mindset shifts and habits that will empower you, empower you to become your own Valentine first, no matter what your circumstances are. Okay, idea number one is this idea of marrying yourself. Marry your damn self. We need to stop waiting for someone else to save us or love us or rescue us or take care of us and start realizing that the most important relationship you will ever be in is the one you have with yourself, period. I was on my Peloton bike uh, a few months back, and if you don't know what the Peloton is, it's an indoor cycling bike, kind of like Soul Cycle, but in your house. And um, I'll link to Peloton and 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 share a little bit more about it in the show notes because I know we've got a lot of international listeners. But I was on this spin bike on my Peloton bike a couple of months ago, and I was taking a ride with my favorite instructor, um, Robin Arzan, and it was a Lizzo ride. So all of the songs were super empowering and girl power and you know, very much a love yourself kind of lyrics. And at one point, Robin started talking about loving herself and that you shouldn't feel guilty for it and that how you ultimately feel about yourself determines your destiny. So of course, I'm on the bike screaming, hell yes. And then she shows us this tattoo she has on her left hand. It's a diamond tattoo, a diamond tattoo in the curved space on her left hand in between her thumb and her pointer finger. She got that tattoo in her 20s before she was married, etc. And it was to symbolize that before anything else, she was married to her damn self. And it's that relationship relationship that matters more than anything. 
Isn't that so good? Now, I'm not saying you need to go run out and get a diamond tattoo on your hand, but how you feel about yourself on the inside is a direct reflection of the choices you make on the outside. I'll say that again. How you feel about yourself on the inside is a direct reflection of the choices that show up, the choices you make on the outside. I can bet right now you know someone who is always in a crappy relationship or someone who is constantly sick or someone who is always negative, kind of a glass half empty type of person or someone who always has problems and family issues and drama. When you remember that how someone feels about themselves on the inside is a direct reflection of what shows up on the outside, you can not only have a little bit more grace, but you can start to understand that human being a little bit more, which will give you the confidence to see self-love as the most important medicine you can ever take. Because listen, you cannot love yourself and be obese. You can't love yourself and be hooked on drugs. You can't love yourself and date people who abuse you. You can't love yourself and give your body away. You can't love yourself and have toxic friendships. You can't love yourself and live in clutter and filth. You can't love yourself and allow people to take advantage of you. Self-love is so strong that it's like a it's like a shit shield. <laughs> it literally will protect you from shitty people, places, and or things. This doesn't mean you're not going to have to deal with tough stuff or difficult people. Of course you will, which is also how you get grit and how you get stronger, right? You dealing with conflict in your life and pain only makes you stronger, right? But this means this sort of self-love shit shield, it means that because you love yourself, you are brave enough to set boundaries and walk away when it's time and walk away when you need to. Which leads me to love yourself mindset shift number two. So we've understood that we got to marry ourselves, right? The relationship we have with ourselves is the most important relationship you'll ever have. So mindset shift number two is that you, fear boss, are the best bet you will ever make. I write about this idea in my book on page 140. I say this, every day you place bets. Now you may be thinking, no way, not me. I'm not a gambling kind of fear boss, but you are. You gamble with your time, your heart, your money, your career, your friends, your family, all with zero guarantees. 30 years from now, your partner could up and leave you. You could spend decades working for a company and they could just lay you off with no explanation. You could save for retirement all your life only to watch the stock market crash. All of this could happen. This possibility should not scare you, however. This is a fear is my homeboy moment. It should help you take action and infuse courage into your bones. Here's the deal for your boss. Jobs, love, money, all of it will come and go, but you will always be a constant in your life regardless of how bad the situation is. This is why it's so important to love yourself first and to know that you actually always hold all the power. You can either let your past or your fear of how your story could unfold keep you stuck, or you could let your past and your actions in the present fuel your future. 
When you bet on yourself, not anything or anyone else, you will start to live with a confidence that allows you to handle all the crap that will come your way. Self-doubt, anxiety, guilt, shame, loss, all of this stuff is going to happen and will happen. But when you love yourself, you will be able to handle it like a real boss because this means that you are betting your success, your physical health, your mental health, your career, your happiness, and your financial security on yourself. You are not waiting for anyone or anything else to help you go get it. And you are taking action every single day to make sure you have your own back. Okay, so to help you lean into this idea a little bit of marrying yourself and betting on yourself and not feeling so guilty anymore about doing things to love on yourself, I want to share some habits and some ideas to really help you strengthen your love muscle, if you will. So here's some of my favorite love yourself habits. Uh, I consider these habits kind of like medicine for my brain. Remember, you got to work harder on yourself than you do at your job. This is like one of my mantras. I work harder on myself, my mental, physical, and emotional well-being than I do at my job. And fear boss, I work hard as hell, right? So I know you do too. So are you applying that same amount of energy and effort into that business of who you are and really protecting your vibe and your self-love? And are you brave enough to put yourself first. No matter how you slice and dice it, Fear Boss, nothing works unless you do, period. And I said it before and I'll say it again. Who do you think is going to benefit from you being the best version of yourself? Everyone around you that you likely put ahead of you every single day. Remember that list you wrote out? That list that you were at the bottom of, we want to change that. I want you to be in the number one spot. Remember Ludacris? Remember our song of the month? I want you to be in that number one spot in your life. So here are some fun and simple things you can do to keep your love muscle nice and strong. Number one, write yourself love notes. Okay, so I am a big geek about love notes. I put them all over my house, right? So they're all over my house. They're in my mirror, uh, saying all kinds of really powerful, positive things. Like I am healthy and something awesome is going to happen today. And I certainly do this when I'm traveling. I bring a little packet of hot pink post-it notes and a black Sharpie with me everywhere I go. And I put little love notes in my bathroom mirror that say things like, you are going to crush it today. You are worthy. You deserve to be up there. You get standing ovations. You're going to destroy this talk. You are awesome. You are beautiful. Uh, Whatever that may look like. So I'll get three to five love notes up on the mirror. And then they're there while I'm in my hotel room the day before, the morning before my keynote. And they're just positive reminders that I am worthy and I am good enough and I am ready for this. So how are you speaking to yourself? And my favorite thing about love notes is, especially when I travel, I leave them for the housekeeper so that he or she gets that positive affirmation when they walk into my room. So not only they get like a little tip from me, they have love notes all over the room reminding them of how awesome they are. So my love note practice is a really powerful one. It seems simple, but it's a big love yourself mindset shift that I think can empower you to stop feeling less guilty and more uh, in love with yourself and more brave. 
I actually uh, brought this up in a talk a couple of weeks ago. Actually, it might have been late last year. And I was suggesting this idea in one of my talks as a way to empower yourself and to love yourself. And I had a woman raise her hand in the back of the room and she was kind of emotional and a little teary eyed. And she said, oh my God, I just, I needed to hear this so much. She went on to explain that she had been writing love notes for her kids for decades, putting them on their pillows or on their bedroom mirror before a big test or in the bathroom before a scary doctor's appointment or in their little lunch bags, you know, before a test or something like that. And she was getting emotional because she's like, you know, it just hit me that I have never once written myself a love note. Here she is loving on everyone in her life, which is so amazing, but forgetting the most important person, which is herself right? And so I love that this idea empowered her to start writing herself love notes. So I hope this idea empowers you. This is something you can absolutely do with your family, with your spouse, with your friends at work, right? With your team, but you most certainly can do it for yourself. And I think if you begin there, you'll really start to see some big changes for yourself. Another thing I do is my I am power statement practice. I dug deep into this idea in episode three, so you can go listen to that podcast to learn about some of my my top three daily habits and rituals. And my I am power statements is not only the number one habit and ritual in my life, it is absolutely mental medicine as it relates to loving myself. I do this every day, every morning. It takes me about 90 seconds. I literally write 10 I am power statements. So I am calling the whole on who it is that I want to be and where it is that I want to go because when you aim at nothing, you get nothing. So if you are constantly sitting around saying things to yourself like I am slow, I am late, I am old, I am a horrible speaker, I am afraid of confrontation, I am horrible with money, I am not worth the love, then you'll get all of that. You will get all of that. What follows I am will be. Can you empower yourself with love yourself language that looks like I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am always getting better. I am safe to relax and receive. I am amazing at confrontation. I am not anxious. I am calm and focused because guess what? You will be. And I challenge you to dream big, to aim big. I always have a couple of things on my I am power statement practice list that are a little crazy, right? I am um, a New York Times bestseller. I am a multi-million dollar entrepreneur. I am always flying first class. Now, some of those things may be true. Some of them may not be yet. But if we don't dream big, we won't even get close. So again, the I am power statement practice is not only this really beautiful practice in aiming at something and focus and uh, calling the whole, like where do you wanna go in your life? But it is a really beautiful love yourself practice because you've gotta change those conversations that you have with yourself in your head, right? How you talk to yourself matters. So can you write 10 power statements? I am power statements every morning to love yourself first before you go take care of the rest of the world. 
Now, another thing I do is I use a goal focus planner, the Volt Planner. I'll link to it in the show notes. I talk about this all the time and all the things. I don't get paid to say this. I'm not an affiliate or a sponsor. I'm just, I wish. Volt, call me. Love you guys. Um, But no, seriously, I am obsessed with the Volt Planner and goal focus planning has changed my life. And one of the things I do when I look at my week, and this is a love yourself practice, because what we typically do is we get all of our appointments and all of our stuff in our schedule and we just overload it, but we don't really take a look at where we fit into that schedule. So the first thing I do when I plan out my week is I get all my appointments on my calendar, right? Because I'm going to have calls and meetings and keynotes just like you. We're going to have things we need to do, doctor's appointments, stuff with the kids, all of that. I get it into my calendar, but then the first thing I do before I do anything for anyone else or make any other commitments, I ask myself, where am I in my week? You know, am I working out? Have I seen my friends? Do I have a date with my husband on the schedule? Have I scheduled time to maybe go to the spa, get a pedicure, take a walk? Am I getting on that Peloton bike? Where is Judy in the big picture? Where are you in the big picture of your week? I mean, I'll give you a story. I mean, I've struggled for the past 48 hours with a debilitating migraine. I get migraines a couple of times a year. And listen, I have so much grace for people who get chronic migraines. I have a lot of people in my life, not a lot of people, but I know a handful of people that suffer from chronic migraines. And I can't even tell you, my hand is on my heart right now because they are so painful and debilitating. I can't imagine living my life with one like every single day, but I had one the last two days and it shut me down. I was supposed to record this pod two days ago. I had a million different creative projects and it just set me sideways. Like I am thanking God I didn't have a keynote or have to step on stage. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm definitely feeling better today. Uh, But the reason I bring that up is because I love myself and I put buffer into my schedule. So I'm not only going, where does Judy fit into the schedule? But oh, by the way, do I have buffer? Or am I jam packing my week with a bunch of crap that really doesn't matter? You have got to have buffer. So when shit hits the fan, when you get the migraine, when your flight is delayed, when a kid gets sick, when the schedule changes, because it will, when the calls cancel, when the meeting moves, you guys, this happens every day. You have buffer in your life. So because I love myself and I give myself grace every week, and I'm not only putting myself first in my calendar, I am also scheduling in buffer time, which is a way that I put myself into my schedule. So I'm not changing and packing every minute of every day so that when it's the fan, I'm okay. I can have a migraine and my whole week, yeah, it's disrupted, but I am not totally off track. So a little disruption, but my whole schedule hasn't gone south because of a migraine. So again, I share this idea because most of us just react to other people's requests. Uh, That is email, right? Email is everybody else's requests of you. It is everybody else's to-do list. So is your to-do list happening first before you go take care of the world? So I really challenge you. I really challenge you to take a look at your week. And the first question you ask yourself is, where am I? Where am I at in my week? Because if you're not doing the things that bring you joy, then what is it all for, 
right? What is all the hustle and the hard work for, right? If you're just on the grind and you're constantly chasing around everybody else's, everybody else's requests and everybody else's priorities. And then number two, do you have buffers so that when shit hits the fan, your whole schedule doesn't get fucked up, right? And you don't lose your mind in the process. So give yourself some grace, give yourself some buffer and make sure that the first thing you do is put yourself into your schedule. And this is a brave, powerful, empowering thing to do. Number four, audit what you consume. Audit what you consume. This is a big one. I mean, listen, I don't watch the news. I don't. I get my news from my husband, right? Because he's always going to tell me what's going on, or I'll see it in the airports, uh, from the TVs in the in the in the gate area, or as I walk by a bookstore and I see papers. I mean, I get my news. I'm not like under a rock, and I get it. You know, this can this can be a little dangerous because we need to know what's going on in the world. But let me tell you, I always find out. I always know what's going on. But I do not watch the news because it's negative. I only read magazines like O Magazine by Oprah or HGTV or Health Magazine, things that are positive. There is so much junk. There is so much trash out there. So really think about what you're consuming. I cut reality TV out of my life because it was causing me anxiety. Listen, I don't need to watch a bunch of women catfighting on television, telling each other they're trash uh, or gossiping or being negative. I mean, that is so mentally destructive. And we wonder why we're anxious and overwhelmed and stressed out and catty. And I only listen to positive podcasts, right? I think my only exception to that rule would be my obsession with the podcast, My Favorite Murder. I am a true crime junkie. So I love all the true crime podcasts. So sometimes I listen to the true crime podcasts. I'll link up to some of my favorite true crime podcasts in the show notes, but I even monitor that. I really am careful because if I'm in a place of anxiety or depression, or if I've been feeling some panic, I don't listen to true crime because guess what it's going to do? make me more anxious. So Lord knows I don't need any of that. So the goal here is can you love yourself enough to audit what you're consuming? And if you've got some anxiety and stress and depression and self-doubt in your life, clean up your Instagram feed, clean up your Facebook feed, clean up what you're reading, clean up what you're watching and take a good audit of what's going in. Number five, schedule alone time. I don't care if it's just going to Target and walking up and down the aisles and just staring at products. I have friends who are moms and they like live for their alone time to run errands. I was just uh, having dinner the other night with a woman who has eight children, eight children, eight children. And she's like, I literally just go to Target and I just stare at the at the shelves because she's just in such a zone and it's just like her her time of like zen you know what i mean but the moral of the story is here get yourself some alone time it is healthy take yourself to a little airbnb in your neighborhood uh go on a trip travel alone eat dinner alone go to the movies alone i mean i travel for a living and i've gotten really good at being alone and there's so much power in hitting the pause button and getting away from your regularly scheduled the programming and just having the courage to be with yourself for yourself. So get that alone time for your boss. You deserve it. 
Another way to practice self-love is to move your body. Even if it's a walk around your neighborhood, move your body, Fear Boss, because there's a lot of science and research around the idea that when you move your body, you change your mind. So if you're feeling uh, down, depressed, anxious, stressed out, overwhelmed, uh, all of that, I mean, it will literally jolt you out of anything nasty you have going on. So even if it's a low impact workout, even if it's a walk, move your body. Because when you move your body, you change your mind. And there is no better way to love yourself than to make deposits into the bank of you. And that means making big deposits into your health. What does 2032 you look like? And what are you doing right now to ensure that 2032 you is thriving and well mentally, physically, and emotionally. You have got to move your body. So stop breaking promises to yourself. Stop skipping the workout or ghosting the gym because there's so much going on or your schedule's crazy or things are happening. I get it. Things are always going to happen. Yet you've got to make yourself a priority, even if it's just a few minutes. Move your body and stop quitting on yourself. Of course, another love yourself habit is to have the right people in your circle. I mean, this seems self-explanatory, but dude, who you hang out with, your group of friends is everything, right? So you've got to have a close circle, a close circle of positive friends. I think social media can make us feel like we've got thousands of friends and I'm doing friends in air quotes. Yes, there are so many beautiful people you will meet online and you will build these great communities. And I feel so inspired by everybody that I've gotten to meet over the last couple of years. Yet there's so much power in having a really close knit group of friends that keeps you in forward momentum and reminds you of who you really are. So make sure you get rid of that toxic crap. Some of us have people in our lives that are lurking around that shouldn't be there. And Marie Kondo challenges us to like declutter our closets and our drawers and our homes. But I think we got to declutter our Facebook feeds and we've got to declutter our friendships and we've got to declutter our Instagram. Are we following people that make us feel good? Or are we following people that make us feel like crap about ourselves? And do we have people in our lives that are holding us back and making us feel bad. So you've got to do an audit, not just on what you're consuming, but who you're allowing in your life. Keep it small, keep it right and tight, and keep it really, really positive. All right. And the last love yourself idea is one of my favorites to take victory laps. I write about this in my book, this idea of taking a victory lap. Listen, you are out there doing brave things every single day, bossing up, getting uncomfortable, experimenting with your fear, raising kids, working at a job, starting a business, all of the things that you are out there doing. And they require energy and stamina and courage because remember, you can't be exhausted and brave. You can't be overwhelmed and brave. You can't be crazy, busy and brave. So bravery requires stamina and energy and alertness. So are you rewarding yourself for all of the brave things you are out there doing? You've got to take a victory lap for your boss. So if you do something brave, treat yourself. You know, if you've worked out five times this week, 
go buy some new yoga pants, right? If you went for the promotion or put your name in for a raise or did something scary at work, gave a presentation, wrote a blog post, treat yourself to a massage, go get your nails done, take a long bath, go reward yourself. And it doesn't even have to be something you spend money on. It could just be something simple like getting some alone time and taking a juicy bath or walking around your neighborhood alone, right? Whatever that listening to a really good podcast while sitting in the park, whatever it is that brings you joy, scheduling brunch with your girlfriends, booking a trip. There are a million ways you can reward yourself. Yet you're out there doing brave, beautiful things every day, and that is hard, and it takes guts. So reward yourself for that fear, boss, because you deserve it. All right, fear boss, I hope you found value in this episode, my fear boss Valentine. And if you did, do me a flavor flave and share it with your friends. Send me a DM on any of the social media or tag me on social to let me know that you're listening and loving the podcast. Also, talk to me. Share your show ideas, questions, and inspiration with me. You can email me at hello at judyholler.com or send a message to me on any of the social. I want to hear from you because this show is for you. Remember, you got to get yourself into that number one spot for your boss and love yourself because when you do, the rest will work itself out. As always, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week on the show. And in the meantime, stay brave and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with the fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fears, my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.